Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again from me, Ken Rundle. I'm joined this time by Philip Gosgrave, Yara's country grassland specialist. With the season just underway, it seems crazy to be thinking about the feed value of next winter's silage. But that's what we'll do as we talk about selenium, its role in animal health and how you can deliver it to livestock through fertilised grass. Philip, we'll come to the fertiliser bit in a minute, but let's start with two questions. What is selenium and how important is it in the diet? Selenium is a really important trace element for animals and, and for humans and I guess our first Yara's first I suppose became involved in selenium and its and and biofortification was in the 1980s where the Finnish government um, realized that the, the Finnish population had a had, had low selenium levels and they found that if they could biofortify the, the the foods that the Finnish people were eating well, then that would actually have very, you know, a very effective way of increasing the selenium levels in the Finnish population. I suppose we've we've a lot of experience now in this area of, of fortifying our fertilizer so that it can have that effect on, you know, the food chain. So what's selenium for then? It's essential for animals, but it's not essential for plants. So it's not a nutrient that plants require. So it's required for growth and for the resistance to, to disease. Um, and with regards to disease, it's, it's for the production of antibodies and macrophages. And it also has, I suppose, a, a very powerful um, antioxidant effect. It also has, an, has a role to play in, in, in thyroid um, hormones. And it also works with um, vitamin E so that you need both vitamin E and, and selenium to have those positive effects. But if you've got too much vitamin E, um, you can get away with a little bit less lower selenium intakes but vice versa if you're low, if your intakes are low on vitamin e by increasing your selenium intakes then you can you can correct that low vitamin e but presumably with all of these things if there's too much you get toxicity problems yes and that's something that we have to be careful with and um, particularly that a lot of um livestock are being fed a number of different supplements so they could be um being fed um, selenium in the in their concentrate feed. They may also be getting access to to um, to licks and also boluses. So it's and, and and even with the fortification of fertilizer through um, enhanced levels in the grass. So that's important for farmers to to keep tabs on um, you know the total selenium intakes of of of, of livestock. So we're talking here about grassland and grazing animals in particular. Is it more important for some of those than others? Your typical dairy cow would require higher levels than your than your beef animal than your yearling beef animal being being grazed. Um, so we we look at on a, for a dairy cow we would like to see 0.3 milligrams per kg of that animal's dry matter intake being selenium, but in a a, a, a beef animal you know, a, a one-year-old or a two-year-old animal, um, we were looking for about 0.1 milligrams per kg of dry matter intake. So obviously then your suckler cow, your, your lactating suckler cow, your lactating ewe then is somewhere in between. But it, it, it you know, dairy cows would have the highest requirement for, um, for selenium. 
I can understand, therefore, why fresh grass can have appropriate levels of selenium. But what about silage or hay? Is it likely to be lower in conserved forage? It will, because it's a mineral, it doesn't degrade. So if you elevate the selenium levels in that grass silage, they'll be there for the animal when that silage is being fed during the, the winter time or what I know. And that's important as well, because one of the aspects of selenium is, is associated with fertility, with, with the reproductive cycle. Yes, there was a study carried out back in 2006 where they looked at the risk factors for health and, and, and production problems in dairy cows and it kind of associated with the selenium status of the herd. And they found that where um, the herd had a low selenium status, um, low fertility, there was more likely to be two and a half times. The, um, uh, you, you multiply the risk factor by two and a half times um, where selenium uh, levels were low. So that means that you know that you have issues, particularly when we come into um, end of April and May, when cows are being are, are being bred, um, that if selenium intakes are not adequate, well, then that's going to have a negative impact on um, submission and, and conception rates um, for, for, for on those herds. Now, you've already mentioned boluses and licks and so on. So obviously, that's ways that selenium can be added. Um, is there any difference between that and the enhanced fertilizers? When we feed selenium in our bolus and our mineral lick, that's an inorganic form of selenium. And those, the bioavailability of inorganic forms of selenium um, are not as high as the selenium when it's incorporated into the actual plant itself. By using uh, the selenium in the fertilizer, um, and we use a sodium selenate, so it's very effective at, at being transferred from the fertilizer and being taken up by the grass roots and into the actual leaf of the grass or into the grass plant. When that gets incorporated into that grass plant, that can be then utilized more efficiently um, than inorganic forms, say in the in, in whether it's in licks or it's in boluses or it's it's incorporated as a mineral mix in um, a total mixed ration. But the important thing for the farmer is to remember that what whatever he's using to to supply this, he's got to make sure he thinks about the total and not down the individual components, whether he's using fertilizer and a lick or whatever, but make sure that the totals don't get uh, get out of kilter with what's required. Yes, and it's so it's it's a, it's a matter of being aware, and this is where you know some money can be can be saved as well that we're not, you know, over supplementing animals with these trace elements and, and selenium in, in in particular. So, how's the selenium applied as far as Yara products are concerned? We have three products that are fortified with selenium, so we call them the booster range. One is is Nutri Booster, so Nutri Booster is a CAN based nitrogen product. And it has it's 25% nitrogen, 5% sulfur, and plus selenium. We also have a, a product specifically for for silage called Silage Booster, and that's an NPK with sulfur and selenium. These are all granular compounds. And then we also have Stock Booster, which is more of a grazing grade product. That's a, a 2555 with 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 sulfur and selenium. So there's the same amount of selenium included in all those products. So it's at 15 parts per million is the inclusion rate of selenium in, in those three products. And it's as sodium selenate. So from the work that Yara carried out in the, in the 80s, um, when it started on this journey of, of, you know, of, of fortifying its fertilizer with micronutrients and, and selenium, it found that sodium selenate was the most effective um, form of selenium to fortify its fertilizer with. So it was, it's the more effective at, at getting from the, from basically the fertilizer 
back into the roots of the grass and then into the actual tissue of the plant, the overground tissue of the plant. And it's quite effective too, Ken, in that um, we see where after in a, on a dairy farm, for example, when cows have been you know, removed from a paddock and the farmer then applies his round of, of you know, a booster product, whether it's stock booster S or whether it's Nutri Booster, within 18 days um, after the application of that, of, of, of that product, um, we see an elevation in the selenium levels in the grass. So it goes from you know, sub, suboptimal of 0 0.06 milligrams to, to above um, 0.1 milligrams. You and I recently discussed the timings of the first and second nitrogen applications. What about the timings of these products? Well, now is a really good time, particularly on, on, on farms that are grazing, where, um, as I said, the, the, there's an important, I suppose, period coming up now where, where we're trying to get cows back and calf, whether it's suckler cows or dairy cows. So this is a really good time to start. Grass growth will, will start creeping up in the next um, couple of weeks, and it'll be, we hope anyway, that the, the, um, it'll reach, I suppose, its maximum daily growth rates in, in May. And that's at a time when we need our livestock to have a sufficient level of that selenium. So now is a good time to start applying it in April. Um, and obviously first cut silage is, 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 is passed now, fertilization for first cut silage is passed now, but for second cuts, um, using a product like silage booster or, or, or nutri booster for that, um, you know, you, we, can, we can effectively increase the, the selenium levels in that second cut silage or in, in subsequent cuts. But now is a really good time to start fortifying graze grass um for livestock and on, on dairy herds too that as they peak um you know they're, they're probably peaking with regards to daily production levels um, and that's coincides then with, with trying to get these cows back in calves so now is is a good time and then continue on during the, the summer months to keep that selenium levels that those optimum and you mentioned those levels earlier i, I suppose keeping an eye on selenium levels is easy if you're routinely testing the quality of the grass and silage, which is, which is a, a key message all the time, isn't it? It is this measure to manage, Ken, and, and where, you know, if you're getting silage analysed, and generally, you know, we're doing it for D values and, and energy and protein levels, but it's also worthwhile to, to get your silage analysed for, for trace elements and the minerals that are in that silage. And this can give you a good indication of how effective your... your um, your fertilization regime has been but particularly for selenium you can check then and see what the selenium levels are and you can give that information then to a nutritionist who then can formulate the diet accordingly and, and similar with graze grass it's quite good to take samples of graze grass um you know may june time to check out whether you know what the levels of these uh, trace elements are um, and it gives you a good indication then of you know what uh, supplementation those animals will need not just selenium but the other trace elements like zinc um, and, and, and copper and iodine so then to round up any key points to remember well i think for selenium it can often be a nutrient or a trace element that's not um i suppose the, may have insufficient intakes particularly at this at this time coming up now where maybe cows um, grass growth rates are increasing and maybe supplement levels are being are being pulled back or, or decreased so that cows can go through this short period of or you know where um, selenium intakes aren't good enough because they're not being met by the actual concentrate feed that they're being fed and obviously this coincides with you know peak yields and 
and, and also the breeding season starting. So this is, I would say that for, for all types of livestock, whether it's um, on sheep flocks or on beef suckler herds, you know, now is the time to be looking at, at selenium intakes for your stock um, and then plan accordingly, whether it's using, and I think using a, a fertilizer fortified with that, this selenium is, is, is a good place to, to start. Thanks, Philip. Who thought there was so much to say about selenium? Next time, I'll be picking the brains of another Yara expert, Gies Gaskin, when we'll talk about fruit, amongst other crops. So join me, Ken Rundle, in a couple of weeks' time. In the meantime, good luck with all those seasonal jobs. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.